Hey friends, this is Katie, host of the true crime podcast, Malice and Mocktails. Join me every Monday as I dive deeper into both vintage and contemporary true crime cases from across the globe. And because true crime can be a bit of a bummer, I also share at the end of each episode delicious mocktail and other alcohol-free beverage recipes. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Hey, Sam. Hey, Paige. What you doing? Still practicing my, um, well, I'm not very good at it yet. <laughs> we remember that really long name for the hill in New Zealand? Yeah. I'm trying. Motherfucker? That one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still practicing. Yeah. It'll get too. there eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping by next week I, I got it down. Hoping. So watch out, Lisa Marie. We're, we're practicing. We are. Besides that, what are we doing? We're recording a podcast. And what's that podcast called? M Cubed. Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. Motherfucker. <laughs> Featuring my children in the background. Yeah, no shit. Like, I told them to be quiet. Apparently, they're doing TikToks or some shit in the living room. Oh, nice. Yeah. They've got the, they've got Jude in on it, too. Aww. <laughs> that's, that's what they were doing whenever I went out there and told them to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then my husband's uh, bringing groceries in now, too. So that means that there's just gonna be, like, slam doors and stomps and food being flopped into the ground. All dramatic-like. Will he tell the kids to go help? Because my kids will go help. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure he will. He'll tell Madison, too. Because I always make my kids bring in groceries. Uh-uh, I'm not bringing in groceries by myself. <laughs> They're eating, too. Yeah. No, we, we usually make the kids help. Yeah. Because there's, there's, like, there's more of them. Mm-hmm, there is. Even Jude helps. He'll bring in the, the oh. gallon of milk. <gasps> That's as big as he is. I know. Like, he he's four, and he's tiny, and he will, he's like, no, I want that. So he'll grab it, and he'll just... Like, waddle up with it. Aww. But he's so fucking strong. Yeah. So, he does that. Aww. He'll get to the porch and then he'll, like, sit it down and be like, Mom, it's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll get it up on the porch and be like, I'll take it. And then he'll finish <laughs> taking it in the house. He just doesn't want to go up the stairs with it. Recording means yell as loud as you can at all times. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't, hey, you guys. One of these days we'll have a she shed. So on that note, join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get extra dumbassery. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do we have anything new? I don't know who has come has been keeping up with da- the Daryl Brooks trial. I have not. I have. Paige has. <laughs> it has been intense. But we are recording today and he was convicted. He received all 76 charges. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He was guilty. He was found guilty on all 76 of them. So sentencing will be, I think, think they said next week maybe or the next i can't remember but yeah so i'm just glad because he's a shitbag yeah what little bits i have seen of the trial is ridiculous the way that he um tried to intimidate the judge and the prosecutors were i mean it was just sick and the way that i mean i have so many opinions on this so if y'all want to hear those opinions just um message me on instagram because i (laughs) will be happy to discuss it with you i've been discussing it with like three evil pudding (laughs) evil pudding and uh nick a crime and yeah it's just been intense but i'm very glad that he is going to jail and i hope he drops the soap he 
is facing up to, what, six life sentences plus 859 years for the other charges. I'm not sure what those were. I know that... Reckless endangerment. Uh, I, I mean, there's more than that, but that there is a, a lot of counts of that because he injured 61 people. Yeah. I just... I, I hope he receives all of that, but that is the most I have seen. And to have the audacity to think that he could represent himself and get away with everything that he did like during like during the proceedings during yeah. the trial how he talked to the judge how he talked to everybody oh i saw just, one where he was just like me mugging everybody yes just, it know, was just it was awful reminded me of an ostrich just so yes. you know because those bitches be evil i would love <laughs> to buy um the judge a drink yeah, she, she I hope she goes one. on a long vacation. She definitely needs one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, if you want to talk about it, just hit me up. Yeah. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. You can do that through our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Or email. So do that. Mm-hmm. She needs somebody to talk to about it because I haven't watched it yet. Not at, I will catch up at some point. but I know she's killing me. She hasn't caught up on Game of Thrones <sighs> or House of the Dragon. So I can't talk to her about that. Listen, my brain is broken this month. <laughs> like, I went into, like, this weird spiral. And I'm slowly coming back out. It's, it's getting there. It's just not not great. But soccer season is over. Yay! <laughs> that's over for all of my kids. So I'm, I legitimately have this in the evenings. And that's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. What case do you have for us today? I have two smaller ones. And I say smaller, they're not, they're shorter. They're two shorter ones. Because normally I come up here with like a six-page dossier. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Of the crimes. But the first one I'll tell you is from 1985. And it's 37 years. And it's an unsolved murder from Springfield, Ohio. The other is... From 2014, and it is also a murder, but the killer was finally found after, like, two years. So they aren't related? They are not related. Okay. No. Uh, The second one is a Halloween-related story, and then this one is not. (laughs) But it's unsolved. But it's unsolved. So it is a mystery. It is a mystery. All right, so, first unsolved murder is from Springfield, Ohio. Like I said, the dates, it's like a three-month span. Because she goes missing on January 7th of 1985, and she is found March 20th, 1985. So there's a three-month period there. But her name is Denise Chance. Her description when she went missing, because, you know, they they send out those flyers and everything. Um, She is a white female, 5'2", 100 pounds, brown hair, and brown eyes. Those are basic descriptions. She was little, 5'2", 100 pounds. Yeah, she was was tiny. She's 18 years old, by the way. In the early morning hours on January 7th, 1985, Denise Chance, who was 18 years old, was reported missing. Her friend, um, like, she lived in um, an apartment attached or something to it. And she lived there. Family, friends, property. Sorry, I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. (laughs) But anyway, so she's living in this this garage area in, in the apartment that's attached to it. So her friend wakes up. And it's freezing in the house because it's January in Ohio. Like, it's going to be fucking cold. It's freezing in the house, so her friend starts to go look around, and she realizes the garage door is open. Not all the way, but just enough 
that it's letting all the cold air in. And so she goes to find her friend, meaning Denise, and she can't find her anywhere. But what she does find are her shoes, her coat, her purse, and her car keys. And her car is still in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So she's like, something is wrong here. Yeah. She wouldn't just leave all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she called law enforcement. They filed a missing persons report. They tried to find her, but there was no signs. There was, there was nothing. It wasn't until 10 weeks later when spring started to hit that Denise's body was found in a ditch on Baldwin Lane. And it's been 37 years since Denise, Denise's death. And at the time, her sister, Dana, I think it was, saw two different spellings. It was like Dana or Dana. I think it was Dana and somebody just missed. <laughs> um, but I could be wrong. So either way, her sister was 11 years old when this happened. It severely messed up the way she looked at life. Oh, yeah, that. She went on and she had children and she lived her life. But she said in an interview, I was scared to turn 18. I thought I was going to die. I was afraid to have kids. My daughter is 20 and my son is 13 and my daughter is still living at home with me going to college because if I allow her to move out, this is what happens. So she is terrified. And I can't imagine what that does to her children too because if that's stuck in your head, like, I'm going to die when I turn 18. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't imagine. That just destroys me a little bit because she doesn't know what happened to her sister. Mm-hmm. And I think that's made it even worse because anybody would be fucked up by their sibling dying this way. Dana went on to say that when she turned 15, she started meeting with the detectives and she begged them to let her see the pictures and and any evidence that they had, but they refused to let her see the pictures and things like that until she turned 18. And they're like, when you're 18, you can make that decision. She turned 18 and she made that decision. And they let her see the the photographs and, and investigation and everything. On the 30th year anniversary of Denise's death, Dana had this to say. I am angry, probably more angry than sad. 30 years have gone by. This person or persons have gotten married and had kids and probably grandkids and haven't given her a second thought. Somebody out there knows something. 30 years we've lived this way. There has to be closure. I don't want to die not knowing. That makes me so mad. It's been 37 years. And I can't, I, I, I just can't imagine. No, I couldn't. So a little bit about Denise. When she disappeared, she had gradu- She had just graduated um, high school, like the year before. And she had a job at the nursing home and was living on her own. She rented a room behind the garage of a friend's home. <laughs> That's probably a better way of describing that than what I did earlier. <laughs> anyway... But she sounded like such a kind-hearted person. Mm-hmm. Her mother said that she loved the people that she took care of at the nursing home. Mm-hmm. Like even on her days off, she would take her time, take the time that was that was hers, go pick up some of the residents there and take them out to lunch, or take them to the park or something. That's like, really sweet. They don't know who did it. No, there's there's nothing. It sounded like she she took care of her shit. It didn't sound like she went and partied a bunch or anything yeah. like that. Like, she just went to work, and she was at home. So the only place, I guess, is out in public or at the nursing home. If they don't have any suspects whatsoever and nothing ever happened, it could have been somebody from that nursing home, family member. And then once that person passed, they're gone. Like, they're done, you know? Yeah. 
they may not have any other family and they're out of there. Or Maybe. if they just visit every now and then, they visited. I mean, the wild. Or, or, you know, it could be like Kenny Genovese and... Just a random. He was out on the prowl and she happened to, to get out of her car at the, at the right time for but him. But she was at... She was in her house, right? All her keys, all her stuff was in the apartment. It, the way it makes me think is that she knew whoever it was. See, that's what because I thought, too. That's what the I... door was open just enough, probably, so she could just slip out, mm-hmm. talk to whoever, and then go back in the house. Like, that's, that's kind of where my head went. Yeah. Because it wasn't like it was wide open. It was just enough, like... Is it a small town? I don't know. Springfield? Springfield? I mean, I don't know, really, but... That went way off. <laughs> um, so they don't have any suspects. Mm-mm. See, she, the day that she went missing... She had gone to play pool with her brother and some of some other friends. She gave her brother a ride home, and she went home, and she talked to her roommate from, like, from the time that she got home late that night to about 1.30 in the morning. She went to go lay down, and then by 7 a.m., she was reported missing. I say roommate. I don't think there was an actual roommate in the little apartment that she shared, but, like, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. part of the house. How did she die? I'm sitting here trying to find suspects. Yeah, you Sorry. are. It's unsolved and we need it solved. Um, <laughs> I don't like that it's unsolved. The patrol officer at the time said on the 30th year anniversary that he remembers that day well. There was snow on the ground. It was one of the first snows of the year, but there were no tracks leading away from the home. So we believe that she probably left prior to the, to the snow sticking to the ground. This part is me summarizing what he says, but it's because what he says uh, makes my stomach turn. It snowed really heavily after that, and so if she was in that ditch the day that she went missing, then she would have been covered up. But then whenever the the snow started melting, then they someone found her. Even though it was insanely cold, they launched a large search party in the surrounding areas, including Northwood Hills Country Club and Clarence J. Brown R- Reservoir. And after she was found, they searched the nearby creek to get any, to see if there was any um, evidence that was left behind. When she was found, she was found only wearing socks. She was completely naked outside of that. And like, this was back in 1985, so if they did collect anything after the snow had melted, it probably wouldn't help now anyway. They're, They're not letting this case just sit on a shelf and just wait for end times. A detective is assigned to it. As of 2015, it was um, Detective Ron Jordan. He states, I'm hopeful that after all of these years, someone out there knows something that they probably want to get off their chest. And I think they may feel a lot better if they do so. I encourage them to contact me. Honestly, what else are you supposed to say? Personally, I'm reading this as, don't be a dick, just come tell us what you did. But anyone with information about Denise Chance's death or disappearance at the beginning or anything to do with this case should call 937-324-7707. This is why I'm not ending on this case. I don't like when you do unsolved cases. Uh, neither do I, but at the same time, I don't, I don't even remember how I came across this case. No clue. But I started reading about it and I was like, oh shit, we need to cover this because what if, I don't know, I somebody's grandpa (laughs) fucking said something on their deathbed. I don't know, it's been 37 years, so I'm assuming the person was at least 20. So by now, they could be a grandfather, right? 
Yeah. Love it to your grandfather. No, they're both dead. It's fine. <laughs> I cope with humor. Dark humor. But it was just one of those cases that kind of stuck with me, and I, I've dug into it a little bit. But there's, like, nothing on it. I don't even know what her cause of death was. And that's frustrating. Yeah, we need we need to get answers for her sister. Yeah. So, like I said, if you know anything at all, call that number I said earlier. Here's the first case. Do you want me to jump into the second one, or you want to discuss this one more? Uh, you can jump in the Call one. out some more people and be like, ha-ha, we're going to get sued. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to cut. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave some of it in, but not like, oh, it's definitely them. A Lifetime movies isn't all, like, lovey-dovey. It's spelled. Are they? Because I've never seen one that was not just cheesy as fuck. Like, some... A Lifetime movies? Yeah. Oh, no, those are Hallmark movies. Oh, okay. Hallmark movies are the cheesiest fuck ones that always end with a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, that's Hallmark. There's a small town individual who meets a city individual, and then they hate each other at first, and then a crazy random... Happenstance. Happenstance occurs, and they fall in love. Yeah, so that's Hallmark movies. Yeah. But apparently, if you're the kind of person that likes Hallmark, movies then you are the kind of person who wants to know what the ending will be you don't want surprises Hmm. you don't want that kind of stress yeah you just want mundane yeah kind of things but no lifetime movie is they it's more than just like i mean they are the lovey-dovey ones Mm -hmm. too but um they have the suspense the killers the crazy Hmm. bitches Crazy bitches. Mean girls. Like, it's just, it's everything. Yeah. Pregnancy packed. Apparently, I've not had any um, cable TV in the longest time because I legitimately don't remember the last time I watched a Lifetime movie. Oh, yeah, I haven't had cable in a long time either. But I used to, used to be all up in that Lifetime movie shit. <laughs> yeah. Another life. That was a random intersection here. Palette cleanser. Before okay. before we go into the next okay. thing that is um, also terrible. So on this one, there was a trigger warning for sexual assault. The tiniest dick of men who blames the victim when he gives his statement. So when I say I am angry about this case... Just know that it is factual. <laughs> oh, no. The children are not going to be quiet, so, again, starring my children. The children. The children. The 7,000 of them. <laughs> the taking over. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is from Michigan, and the person in this is, her name is Chelsea Brooke. B-R-U-C-K. She was the youngest of five children, and there was five kids, four girls, and one boy. And the boy was, like, the fourth kid. But that's beside the point. Uh, she had graduated high school and planned to attend Monroe Community College for a culinary degree, which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, and at this time, in 2014, uh, she was working at a local restaurant as a server. Uh, so on October 25th, 2014, Chelsea was getting ready to attend, um, a big ass Halloween party that happens like every year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it like happened in the field. <laughs> it's like that kind of party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is. It, there's a huge Halloween bash that happens every year, and everybody in town and probably surrounding towns came in and attended the parties. And she decided she was going to dress up as Poison Ivy. She made her own costume, and it looked badass, just Mm -hmm. so you know. Yeah. Like, she had this uh, green, like, leotard-type thing where she took uh, ivy-looking leaves Mm -hmm. and stuck them all over. And then she wore her black leggings, and she had her maroon wig and bright red lips. Like, she looked adorable. (laughs) And she she was so happy about it, like... There are pictures of, like, the progress of the, of how she made the costume. costume. So, she was obviously excited about it. She dressed up as Poison Ivy, which is, like, the opposite of what she normally is. She's, she was normally, like, this quiet kind of person that wouldn't, I don't know. Poison Ivy has, like, the whole, I, how am I trying, what am I trying to say? Poison Ivy is more, like, outgoing and seductive. Yeah. Whereas she was more uh, introverted yeah. and shy. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love that you could read my mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, they go to this party. They have a fantastic time. There's pictures taken early the next morning, like, because, you know, party starts at night and then it goes on to the next day. Her friends decide to leave the party. So this was like early morning hours on the 26th. There's a couple of different things that I saw. One said that they couldn't find her. So they're like, she knows a lot of people here. She'll be fine. And the other one was like, some of the friends said, hey, do you want to ride? And she's like, nah. So I don't know which one it was. The first one. Probably. Because I would assume that she would go with the people that she was familiar with. Especially since she is not, she's not normally, you know. As outgoing and, (sighs) I'm going to say something and I don't want it to be taken as, um, shaming or blaming her friends for anything. No, 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 no. In any way. But, like, if you go somewhere with somebody, you leave with that person. <laughs> don't don't let them stay there by themselves. Right. And it's one of those things, like, as the more you look into cases like this, the more you realize how easy it is for you just, it, it's a mundane thing. Like, oh, we're in a town that we're familiar with. I'm just, I'm going to head home. I'm tired. We're just, I'm just going to go. And your friend might be like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then never see them again yeah so there's so many so many instances of that and so like i'm again i'm not blaming anybody because nobody knew nobody could have predicted that predicted this Mm -hmm. so like i just it it sucks so much Mm -hmm. so please don't uh take that as anything other than just be cautious even in a town that you're familiar with even with friends that you're familiar with just be cautious and never leave your house. That's 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 my motto. <laughs> anyway. The house or the basement? Uh, the basement, I guess. It's cozy down there. Um, Chelsea was last seen on the morning of October 26, 2014. So this party was like 35 miles south of Detroit. So it wasn't like in the big city. It was, it was further out and it was like at a... I'm thinking of farm for some reason. I think it was. That's what I picture in my head. I think it, it was too. I've heard the story before, but I it didn't stick to me stick with me apparently. Yeah. Isn't it wasn't it owned by someone 
that also owned like a bar or something like that? Or am I thinking of a different story? I think he had a band. He had a band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't put his name in here because there's no need. We know who did it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, once she didn't return home that next morning, her parents immediately called law enforcement. There was a massive search. She was 22 at the time. Yeah. So, but she was still living at home. Okay. So she was supposed to be back home. Yeah. So she, she was supposed to, but that never happened. So her mom called law enforcement. Law enforcement started a massive search. People in the community helped search. That's, that's awesome that they did it right then with her being 22 mm-hmm. and missing. Yeah. I don't know how that happened because normally it's, oh, she's, she's an adult. Right. I don't know. That's really good. Like, I'm very impressed. Because there, there was no evidence that anything had occurred mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but anyway, they made a flyer, and it listed her birth, date of birth, which was January 28th, 1992. She had blue-green eyes, blonde hair. She was 5'7 and weighed 135 pounds. On the flyer, it said she was last seen at a Halloween party on October 26th near Williams and Post Road in Newport, Michigan wearing a poison ivy costume. On one side, they had uh, two pictures of her. On one side, it was her with her blonde hair, mm-hmm. smiling, really big smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she had, like, pink streaks in her hair. It was just cute. And on the other side, there was a picture of her at the party wearing her maroon wig uh, and poison ivy costume with her bright red lipstick. And she had, like, a wine jug in her arm <laughs> and, like, a coffee cup in the other, like, the, the travel ones. Yeah. And she was smiling. She it's just freaking adorable. Initially, there was a $17,000 reward for information. Then the amount was increased to 30000 And while the officers were doing their investigation and stuff, the community got together and they decided they were going to honor her. Because after a while, because it takes six months for them to find anything, after a while they started realizing she probably wasn't coming home. So her favorite color was purple, and so they started wearing uh, purple ribbons around town at schools. They were in the businesses. They were just, the community was with her family. There was another photo released, and I'm not, I'm not sure what the timeline of this photo is, but um, it had a sketch of the suspect. It was a thin-faced man. I'm assuming white because, like, the features seemed very Caucasian to me. Mm-hmm. He had white rectangle glasses and an emo swoop which would be right up for about that time. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a beard, but he wasn't freshly shaven either. He had, like, some stubble. Um, But that didn't help with finding any leads. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it kind of looks like the guy. His face wasn't as thin, but it it looks very similar. Six months later, on April 24th, 2015, her poison ivy costume and her leggings were found at an industrial site. They were ripped and torn. Later that day, I believe it was later that day, or very close to, her remains were found in a wooded lot in Ash Township. This was about 15 miles from the party. They were able to identify her through her dental records. That was because they wouldn't be able to recognize her by her face. They determined that she had died from blunt force trauma to the head and had so many fractures to her face, her jaws, her neck, and even her teeth. So on September 2nd, 2015, police were able to collect DNA from her leggings. And unfortunately, 
there wasn't a match in the database, um, the CODIS database, it would take another year or a little under a year before there would be a hit. But on July 21st, 2016, there was a hit on the CODIS database and it confirmed that Daniel Clay was the owner of that DNA. Why would his DNA just suddenly pop up in the, the system? Because he was arrested for a home invasion and a sexual assault on June 9th, 2016. On July 22nd, 2016, this 28-year-old douche magoo was arrested for Chelsea's murder. This tiniest of dick individuals, his name was Daniel Clay, like I said, he was initially charged with second-degree murder. Why? I'm not entirely sure. I have no idea why. But we all realize that's bullshit, and apparently the police eventually got to that point as well, because uh, by November, they had upped it to first-degree premeditated murder charges. Good. So that was, that was good. So he has a lengthy criminal history, and it turns out that he was actually at the party that Chelsea was last seen at, and people could identify him as the person that was last seen with her. Which is interesting because his story is that she was walking down the road and he stopped and said, hey, you need a ride? And she got into his car willingly. So my thought is if they saw her, then she didn't get to the road. Mm -mm. She probably didn't even make it to the parking lot. (sighs) So initially this twat claimed he knew nothing about Chelsea's abduction or her murder. And after a while, this absolute dick, said that he saw Chelsea walking down the road and offered her a ride home. And then, at some point, I'm not sure the timeline here, they had consensual sex in the back of his car. He claims that she asked him to choke and slap her during sex. This consensual sex. And then she just passed out. And when she wasn't breathing anymore, he tried to resuscitate her, and then he freaked out, drove around for about 45 minutes or so, and then hid her body. Because wow. he didn't he didn't think the police would believe him. Obviously, that's bullshit. So, what really happened was he raped her and beat her, and placed her body in a place that he didn't think she would be found. And I am angry, so very angry, that this is even a thing that people try. Why on earth would you sit there and, and with a straight fucking face, too, and say, we had consensual sex when it was obviously not? I understand why they do it. I was about to say, Sarah. But it makes me want to just... No, I understand. It makes understand. me so angry. So very fucking angry. But not only did he try this, his fucking attorney, when they were in trial, did the same fucking thing. So there needs to be an overarching law in the entire fucking world saying that you are not allowed to attempt to shame the fucking victim when you are charged for their murder. Are you going to make this law? You're going to become queen of the world and make it? Let's fucking do it. Okay. So anyway, that's that That should... It's... <sighs> no, I mean, I understand. I understand. I know, but it just... Like, I know that in some states they do have that law because the, the victim's family have pushed for it. Yeah. But it needs to be in every state. It needs to be in every country, but, you know, 
He is a piece of shit. Where am I at? I don't know. I don't know that your angry rant was in there. It definitely wasn't. Um, bits and pieces of it were, but not not the way it came out. <laughs> like I said, in his version of the story, he attempted resuscitation and freaked out because she wasn't breathing. And he put her where nobody would find her because he was afraid that the cops wouldn't believe him if he called them. No shit. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to call them because you had beaten her extensively. So on May 16th, 2017. But my thing is, too, he knows how bad that he did this to mm-hmm. her. Like, he knows that her face is unrecognizable. So why would he think that that would suffice? Like, is he just that fucking stupid? Oh, yeah, no. This douche Magoo and his attorney, which is a colossal douche. Well, his attorney has to be a colossal, colossal douche. No. No, 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 no. Defense attorneys tend to be complete asshats, but there is a better way of doing that. Not if you're trying to win? It's not about winning at this point. He's going to fucking jail. You can try to say, oh, he didn't know, but whatever happened to her happened after he he dumped her body or what. No, 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 no. No. It's not what fucking happened. Everybody knows it. They're just trying to place blame on the victim at this point. There is a better way. She just hulked out. (laughs) There is a better way. Well, yeah, of course. And whoever his attorney was needs to be in jail as well for his statements later. But I'll get there. Okay. So on May 16th, 2017, this colossal douche was found guilty of first-degree murder. Yay! And he was sentenced to a life in prison without the possibility of parole. Sweet. Even better. Alright, so the closing arguments of the trial, the prosecution, the state's uh, attorney, had this to say. A fair examination of the facts of the evidence proves that the defendant murdered Chelsea, not by some erotic asphyxia, but by multiple blunt force traumas to her face. Then the douche magoos, douchey attorney, who apparently has zero morals as well, had this to say. Clay doesn't know how Chelsea's injuries were sustained. They could have occurred in the hours after death. Thing is, though, listen, he hid her fucking body in a place that nobody would go to. So there's that. This man makes me want to punch him. Anyway, he goes on to say, it was not Clay's intention to kill Chelsea. He tried resuscitation techniques. What motive did Clay have to kill Chelsea? He's a fucking psychopath. There was no motive. You are correct, sir. There was no motive. But apparently he was on the verge of being not only a serial rapist, but a serial killer. Because at some point he would have killed again. Mm -hmm. The prosecution uh, was able to go on and say uh, there were three things that show that this was not an accident. One, blunt force trauma to to her face. Two, Blood on the inside of her costume. And three, the torn straps and crotch of her costume. In January of 2019, this douche Magoo had an appeal hearing. The Court of Appeals upheld his sentence. And I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's because he's a deranged, murderous bastard, but pff, I might just be paraphrasing. So once he was done with, with all of those, uh, with that trial of Chelsea, 
they went on and they prosecuted him for the like breaking and entering and assault of the other woman. And on August 29, 2019, he received an additional sentence of 39 months in prison for the sexual assault that he was arrested for, which brought his DNA to the system, which is fantastic. But only 39 months for breaking into a woman's home and, and raping her. Yeah. 39 months. No, don't get me wrong. He's, he's in life in prison because he killed someone, but he also raped her and he beat her to death. Mm-hmm. And only 39 months over here? Yeah. Makes... No sense. No sense at all. Rape is a very violent thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very violent. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it... So his appeals keep getting denied, and he is still in prison, and he deserves every ounce of what he gave, and I hope he gets all of it by every inmate. I do remember this case. I don't remember all the details, but I do remember she was very, very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And her smile, like, I remember her smile for Huge sure. smile. Mm-hmm. Huge smile. But yeah, I just, I, it makes no sense to me at all. I don't know, I don't know if I'll ever understand it, but. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking. It is. She was so fucking young and she had so many ambitions and she should have been able to do all of those things. And it, he was just a psychopath. Oh, no, I know. He he chose not to control himself, and he yeah. chose to end her life, and he chose to do all the things that he did. And there's no telling how many other women he raped. There's no telling. Because in this country, I don't know about others, but especially in this country, in the way that stalking and, and domestic violence and, and all these other things that kind of coincide with rape, it's not taken seriously. Um, so now that I completely destroyed my, uh, calm level, I'm at full T-Rex at this point. Alright, Paige. What do you have for me to make me less T-Rexy? Because at this point, I'm gonna punch something. Okay, so I have this cute little story for you today. I thought it was cute anyways. So, <laughs> I'll um, be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. So, this was across the pond. Mm-hmm. It says an English family was left stunned when their dog escaped only to return later that day with a ribbon one at a local dog show what yeah (laughs) apparently the owners they left their gate open and was like holy crap you know where's our dog her name was bonnie she had escaped so they actually called the police they called the uh what they called the dog warden and they looked all over their house they asked their neighbors they searched everywhere right for bonnie which bonnie's cute too show you Aww. She's so cute. She's like a little beagle, beagle mix. Yeah. She's so cute. She is cute. So yeah, they were devastated because the gate was left open. They can't find Bonnie anywhere. So little did they know, someone named John had spotted Bonnie by the side of the road on his way to a dog show in Surrey, where he was actually entering his own two dogs. He just decided to add a third? He just decided to add a third. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, isn't that so funny? That he just hilarious. decided. Well, I guess he didn't want to just leave Bonnie there yeah, in the streets. So that makes he, sense. he scooped her up. Why not add her to the dog show? That's funny. Right. Apparently, John put a. John did get on Facebook and was like, hey, I have this dog. You know how mm-hmm. Facebook works. It's magic, and you magically find anybody. I didn't, I didn't know how Facebook works. Thank you for uh, telling me that it's magic. I got you. <laughs> um. <laughs> He was like, does anybody know this dog? And, of course, they were able to find Bonnie. That's awesome. 
So actually, when Bonnie was just one year old, they rescued her from the streets in Greece. Oh, Bonnie, that's adorable. I guess should be entered in more dog shows because she's a winner. <laughs> I don't know what it says on there if it says participation or what, but yeah, she won. That is adorable. And she was reunited with her owners. As a winner. That's fantastic. I thought it was cute. That was adorable. Cute little story. I like it. Okay. Do you feel better now? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I couldn't enter my dogs into... Well, Zoe. Zoe would be good. She would be a good dog. She would be good. How is she around other dogs? She's fine. Oh, okay. As long as... Ghost isn't there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she is a very jealous dog. She is very jealous. The minute that ghost comes over there to me... She has to be in between us. I've noticed. Like, ghosts cannot get loves whatsoever. But with other dogs, she's fine as long as they are not trying to get my attention. Oh. She is fine. And she listens. Like, if she gets out of the fence, Mm -hmm. she comes back. If ghosts get out of the fence. You just, it sounded like you just said goats. (laughs) Ghost gets out of the fence. He will come back later that night when he's ready to eat. And those, like, wagging his tail in front of the, the ring camera. I know. It pisses me off so much. like, hey, Mom. Yeah, one time he got loose, and luckily I went looking for him that time. For some reason, I don't know why, but I just thought, you know, I need to go find him. Spice And his collar got stuck down in the woods on, I think somebody had some fencing down there or mm-hmm. something at one time, and his collar got stuck down there, so he was stuck. Oh, that sucks. And that's where, like, the um, sewer drains. Mm-hmm. Not the sewer, but, you know, the septic tank drains out of there. Like, if it has extra water in it and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? That's where the, the, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Oh, I didn't think there was, like, a river of shit. It smelled the awful. shit river. <laughs> it smelled awful, let okay. me tell you. But anyways, so, um, yeah, he was... He was stuck on that pole or on that fencing out there in shit, pretty much. Oh, baby! It it's super thick wood too, mm-hmm. so I was crawling through the shit. Oh no! To get him unstuck, I could have literally beat the shit out of him, honestly. But yeah, and it was December too; it was freezing. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, we were both wet and cold and covered in shit. So, but I'm really glad I went to find him. Normally, I just let him just come back. Yeah. But for some reason, told me to go look for him, so I did. And he was in the back in the woods. It's your spidey sense. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. Pisses me off. Oh, yeah. Fucking dogs. All right, so we should probably wrap up because it's getting uh, close to bedtime. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, yay! We're done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot harder to talk about than I expected. I don't know why. You've been doing easier. That is true. I've been less difficult ones. This one was not. Also, we took a very short break while Paige was um, finding the the dog story. And um, I went to see if I could find the the first story. Denise Chance's actual cause of death. And I can't find it. But I did find out her middle name is Renee. It's Denise Renee Chance. It's a good name. It's a good name. Um, so, if you'd like to have a conversation about Daryl Brooks with Paige, you could totally or, do that. Or anything. Or Just anything. The dragon, anything TikTok related, I am there for you. She really is. You just message me. She is. You should do that. All the things. All the things. Uh, you could do that through our uh, social
social media, which would be Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And all of the full tags there are uh, M3 True Crime Pod. And you can also email us at M3 True Crime Pod at gmail.com. Woo! Uh, you can suggest cases in any of those forms. Or you can go to the actual form that we made for case suggestions. In our link tree. In our link tree. You should do that, actually. Please do that. <laughs> Please. No, I've been finding a bunch of random cases, and so I've got half research things mm-hmm. all over. I do have three spooky tales. So if you have any that you would like to be added to that, send them on over. We'll be recording this weekend, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because we don't have time before... Halloween's on Monday! Herded tomorrow. Her. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do a spooky tales. True spooky tales, not just some random made up shit, I don't think. Eh, we'll see. Eh. Let's see how skeptical I am. (laughs) (laughs) No, there will be uh, listener stories on uh, Halloween day, so it's gonna be a bonus for this month. So if you want your story added, send it to us. Either through our social media email or through the case form thing i was doing great until that last little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway you know what i mean um let's see yeah go do that right now yeah oh also on our link tree you can um find the link to our patreon which you know you love our dumbassery um there's more <laughs> there is more there but yeah so go go do that that thing with the patreon or suggesting cases or talking to us about random shit. Yeah. We're here for it. Okay. Bye. Bye.